Welcome, everybody, to this Xbox Life episode 415, TXL Community Edition 2016. I am one of your hosts, Brun BJSwick33, and with me this week is Rob, also known as Presar. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Mark, also known as Wingman709. Hello, everybody. And if anybody didn't catch that wonderful ad real quick, <laughs> briefly at the yeah. beginning, uh, I just told Mark, I'm like, hey... Twitch just changed their entire dashboard, and it's got a new video previewer. I wonder, it's all muted. I wonder if it'll work this time. Everybody, the answer is no. <laughs> I think Brun needs an ad blocker on his PC I don't run while ad- we do the show. I, don't run, I know you don't. I don't run ad blockers. I know you don't. There's That's people, why we have this problem. There's people <laughs> sometimes on Twitch that rely on those ads to make money, so I don't block ads. So you just run it while we're recording. Uh, sometimes I don't open until afterwards, but it, it's on mute, and then they unmute it for their ad, which is annoying. So, but uh, they're not the only ones. Yep. Welcome, welcome. We are here, a day late, but uh, you know we wanted Many to be dollars short. Yeah, we <laughs> we want everybody to be on a show for our community edition, so that's why you know took an extra day but uh episode 415 and we are on twitch.tv slash this xbox life we usually begin around 10 p.m 10 to 10 15 p.m uh every sunday except for today is on a monday and uh for anybody who's new out there um welcome and you may be new because you may have seen us doing our little uh 2016 christmas giveaway which is a Xbox Elite controller. So um, you may have... yeah. Oh, wait, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> you may have seen that, and you maybe have followed us to get an entry, and if you're here, welcome. You know, thanks for giving us a chance. Uh, good luck on the, uh, on the giveaway. So and that is over in two weeks. Two weeks. The 25th. Huh? Oh, yeah. Two okay. weeks. Two weeks. So, um, so the community edition. What we're going to do here is we got questions from um, from our Facebook group, and I think we had some emails, and we got a voicemail, which I forgot to start up before the show started. So that's going to be interesting to see how that's going to work. <laughs> and uh, we're going to just go through all those, but we are going to do what we've been playing, which is our first segment we typically do. Uh, Rob, won't you go first, and I'm going to boot up some stuff for our voicemail. All right, so uh, this week I've been basically playing more Dishonored 2, or like my son calls it, it's Dish Honored 2. <laughs> That's what it looks like on the screen. And uh, I actually got two of those rare achievements. Have, have you guys gotten those yet? I'm sure you probably have, right? I've gotten one before, yes. It makes yeah. a different Absolutely. sound. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, it's a little surprising to hear. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just so used to blink but uh it, it's cool it's cool so it, uh, it's all based on the number of people that have gotten that achievement i think i don't know what right. the percentage yes. is before it changes it's a low over. percentage yeah until it changes over but i don't know if it changes over like five percent or ten percent but yeah i've gotten yeah. a couple yeah one of mine on dishonored two was to solve the jindosh lock it's a puzzle that they have in the game. It's almost like a riddle. And uh, as soon as I encountered it, I, I sat there for about like 15 minutes charting things out in Excel. 
and I actually got it on the first try, surprisingly. What I can basically whatever. say about that is it's a lucky you, guess. You, whatever. You did a YouTube <laughs> lookup. Just guess. admit it. You're not charting I, stuff out in Excel. No. So <laughs> this game does something a little bit different that I haven't seen any other game do, at least the ones that I've played. And that's that when they do have things like um, safe combinations to get into safes to get the, uh, the goodies inside and such, and uh, other various things like that, they're actually randomized. So a safe combination for you won't necessarily be the same for me. So you actually, like for example... If, uh, if you're looking to get a safe combination, you can't just YouTube the safe combination and get that item. You actually really need to go and find where the combination is actually given to you uh, and then use it. I guess it's kind of the same thing. It's just a couple more steps <laughs> in some respects. But uh, yeah, more Dishonored 2, loving the game, fantastic game. And uh, that's about it for me. Next. All right, uh, I'll go. I'll go next. Uh, I played Battlefield One a little bit. Uh, big patch coming out tomorrow, which will be fun. Um, but it was double XP all weekend for Titanfall Two, so I hopped on there, and I think I went from thirty-one to forty. Uh, just played a lot of like a lot of Titanfall Two. So double XP is over, but I think I have like thirty or so. Um, I think I have like 30 or so double XP things from like entering codes and stuff. So I'll still be running some double XP for a while, but trying to reach 50 to get that first gen so I can catch up with wing, but I don't know where he's at right now. Where were you at? What's your rank now, Mark? I honestly don't know. I completely missed that double XP weekend. There was another game that grew into me <laughs> and made me took my time away from Titanfall. I've ginned up. I'm a Gen 2-something. It's low on Gen 2. Oh, so. okay. But I was looking to take advantage of the double XP weekend and just was sidetracked by something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all I played was. So what, what sidetracked you? What would you play? Uh, I played Dead Rising 4. Oh, okay. So um, really had a good time with it. I actually beat it uh, yesterday or Saturday. It wasn't yesterday. Like, maybe it was. I don't know. It was this weekend. So I, I did complete the main story, but I took my time and I did a bunch of stuff and uh, I didn't get everything done. So now I'm on my new game plus, I guess, um, and going back through the story and just kind of taking time and trying to trying to do uh, a bunch of the side stuff. So the game has a lot of there are a lot of issues. For um, I didn't run anything game-breaking, but I did run into stuff that, like, once I opened up a safe house in the mall, and you get these vendors in there that will sell you stuff. Um, and I really don't need... I, you know, you can, buy, you can buy vehicles, weapons, and food, but I don't really care about those vendors. To me, that's stupid, because that stuff's all over the place. Um, but there's also one that does locations, so you can buy maps from this person that will show you where all the blueprints, where all the different various things are that you can go and collect, and you got to earn money to buy them. And at one point in the game, all the vendors just disappeared. 
Like they they didn't show up anymore. Um, and it was like, well, what the heck? I can't buy these things anymore. I don't know why they all disappeared out of my safe houses. It's a holiday. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> they went home. I don't know. Um, I've seen a lot of technical stuff. Just the game needs some polish. Um, you know, it is not polished very well, um, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, it was like a, it wasn't nothing game breaking, like but you clip through walls. I'd see a zombie in the middle of a wall. They're in a there. I'd see zombies in, you know, in furniture, like, you know, and it was just all kinds of weird stuff like that. Just it was, you know, the game's not been uh, polished at all. Um, the game does look good and it plays well. Uh, it is a very easy game. There's I did not find any difficulty settings. But uh, it's like I, I the final boss. I didn't die at all. You know, um, the only times I died a couple times in the game, only because I was like not paying attention or didn't realize that my 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 health bar had gone down, and you know, one of the faster zombies charged in and took me out or something. But it was more of like stupid stuff, me not not paying attention to my health bar uh, and using a. a you know, like a first aid or eat my food real quick. But I died very few times, and um, the game was really easy, which is surprising. Um, I like the game. I honestly think, so I never played Dead Rising 1 or 2. I tried to play Dead Rising 1 a long time ago. <laughs> couldn't get very far into it. I found it to be very difficult. Uh, recently, I bought that triple pack, and I was like, all right, I'm getting geared up because you know, I played Dead Rising 3 and loved it. 1K the game, loved it, spent lots of hours. Just every aspect of that game I had a lot of fun with. Um, and I'm not one that likes timer-based games, which is what Dead Rising 1 and 2 had. So I bought the triple pack recently, tried to play Dead Rising Plan. I'm going to play Dead Rising 1 and 2 before 4 comes out. And that way I've played all of them. Mm -hmm. Well, I got very hardly, barely into Dead Rising 1, and I just couldn't get past like the first boss I had to go through. And... And I'm like, I didn't like the controls. They're terrible. And I, so I never played any more of them. I just like, whatever. This was a waste of 60 bucks. Um, but I still stuck with Dead Rising 4. Now, I would say out of Dead Rising 3 and 4, 3 was my favorite. Um, 4 doesn't really provide much of a challenge. But then again, that's kind of nice when you're just trying to run around and you're trying to find locations and blueprints and... Um, you know, and stuff like that. So it's not really negative for me because I don't like overly hard. But when I went through and completed the game and never died once, I was like, wow, that is such a rarity. You know, um, I think a lot of people won't like that. The other thing is, and I won't say anything to spoil, but I was shocked at the way the game ended. I was not expecting what happened. Um, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Um, Lee was a zombie. <laughs> yeah. never gonna live that down am i <laughs> uh, yeah i'm not like braun i'm not gonna spoil the end of the game but um uh it just was when it happened i was like what i was just like i was like are you kidding me it was just i was sitting here talking to myself and i was like okay i just really didn't know what to take on it um i still really don't know what to take about it and we can talk off the show afterwards off the record here when we're done recording, I can talk with you guys about it if you don't plan to play it. Um, but uh, the one thing I noticed in this game is I used vehicles a lot in Dead Rising 3. 
And it seems like in this one, the vehicles you make aren't very fun. Um, I've not come across one that I absolutely love. They're more, they're, they're, there was one, the one that I loved in DR3 was the motorcycle with like the, um, uh, what is it called? Like, you know, those like street rollers, like that yeah. big oh, yeah. wheel, you know, they used to pave the roads or whatever. Yeah. Steamroller. Like steamroller. Yeah. It was like a steamroller mixed with uh, a motorcycle and, and, and that, that thing was awesome. I just rode that and it had fire jets that would come out the front so I could just run and light them up and roll them over. And I rode that thing everywhere. This game hasn't, it's like the vehicle, the combo vehicles, there's only a few and it's like, they're just not, it's like not a focus of the game anymore. Like I use them so much and you could go in and build them into these garages and you can build what you wanted and they, they don't have that in this game anymore. It's like you can buy a vehicle from your vendor um, if the vendors are there <laughs> uh, until they glitch out and don't appear in your safe houses anymore. And, um, or uh, you can find them on the street and build them. But it's just like, it seems like they're fewer and far between and they're not as a big of a focus as they were in the third game. And uh, I find myself mostly running around. I don't even bother with vehicles this time. It's just, they're just not as fun. Um, if I'm in a vehicle, I'll jump in just a regular car and just mow zombies down. It's, I don't even build the combo vehicles. They're just not worth the time. Um, there is a lot of humor and it was funny. There was a lot of things that I, I cracked up about. Um, I did enjoy the game. Um, it's just, uh, I think it was a bit of a letdown from the third one. Uh, I don't think it meets the quality, uh, obviously the quality level, uh, of that one. But, uh, again, I'm still playing it. I'm going to be playing it. Um, they took away co-op in the campaign, which I think is kind of lame. But then again, this game's not hard at all. You really don't need it. So I can see why they took it out from that aspect. But a lot of people like to still jump in with their friends uh, and slay zombies. So uh, that's gone. But they did put a multiplayer in. And the multiplayer actually is a lot of fun. Um, so you get in. You can get in. You're basically in the mall. And uh, at least you start out in the mall. And you can play with up to four other, uh, three other people. So there's four of you. You get a default character. Uh, you start out like in a store, and you can grab or craft weapons that are available there. And there's a machine you can run up and buy stuff from the vending machine to buy some items. And then the gate opens up, and you guys go out. And so what it is, like, there's uh, objectives in the mall. Like, things will come up, like, kill so many zombies with ice weapons. Go take pictures of these certain statues. And the funny one is, there's one that was hilarious. And... Your co-op partner has to get in one of those kitty ride machines. You know, you put the quarter in and it goes yeah. back and forth. So he has to jump in there and you got to take a picture of it. Like <laughs> four different on four different rides. Okay. And it, it's so funny because the, the guy I was playing with a random and he's like, okay, you're going to go for the kitty rides. And I was like, sure. So I ran over there and then I was trying to take a picture. I was like, oh, wait. And I reread the description. I was like, dude, you're going to have to come over here and get in the ride. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got to be in the ride and I have to take a picture of you in it. So, you know, that was, uh, that was fun. We had a good time and there's different. So you complete, so you're, you're doing these missions, these little kind of things that you do, and then you got to get to the safe house in a certain amount of time. And, uh, then you can go into the next mission, if you will. And there's different episodes that you can play and unlock and, um, you get different, power-ups or bonuses in the multiplayer that you don't have in the campaign. 
Um, and then you're leveling up in the multiplayer is very, it's different, completely different. So you start out like I was a level, I don't know, like a level 75, I think in the campaign, uh, you rank up real fast. Um, so, uh, but there's still stuff to unlock. Like I don't have all the skill tree done yet. Um, uh, but you rank up a lot quicker than you did in dead rising three. But, and when you go into the multiplayer, you're at a zero, but you, again, you rank up real fast. Um, I don't know where I'm at in the multiplayer. I'm probably like a 17, 18 or something like that. Um, but it was fun. Uh, if people got it and they want to play the multiplayer, hit me up. I will. I do want to play some more of that. I really enjoy that. Um, but uh, I would, if you didn't buy the game yet, I would honestly say with this one, wait till it drops a few bucks. This game's going to be, all these games go on sale so quick. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've seen triple-A titles that are wor worthy of the $60 go on sale the week after they've been released. I'm a, you know, this is getting a little ridiculous, but I honestly expect this game to be down to 40 bucks here probably in a couple of weeks. Um, well, I'm sure they're going to have a Christmas sale, so who knows? Yeah, they you might. Know, in a week, they might have something. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I, don't, I don't feel like I didn't get my $60, and I'm still playing it, and I still like it. It's just not as polished, and I don't think it's it's not as good as Dead Rising Three was. Um, I'm gonna blame that because the game's coming to PlayStation Four, so they had to dumb it down. For <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so, but no, I, it's not. It's it's. I think it's worth it. I mean, I had fun, but I, you know, if you liked really like three, just know it's a pretty much kind of the same thing, not a lot different. Um, but uh, you know. It will definitely give you lots of time. It took me, I think I spent 20, rough 20 hours to, to complete my story. And then I immediately started up and went back with a new game and uh, continued on, you know, to try to get some of the other blueprints and, you know, build up my safe houses. And my vendors came back, so I was able to get, buy some more stuff. And I'm hoping to get all the little things bought before they magically disappear again. Back from the so, But now I'm going to take my time in between each case. And just try to get as much stuff uh, scoured. So I'm just kind of running around in, in the discovery mode at this point. Um, it's not that it's not worth 60 bucks, but I could, you know, there's games I say, oh, it's absolutely worth it. I, this one, yeah, you might want to find it if you're if you're on the fence about it, then maybe wait a few weeks and get it when it's a little cheaper. Um, if you really liked Dead Rising 3, then yeah, you're going to like this game too. So. I think that's about it. I mean, that's all I played, so. Right. Well, moving forward so we can get to the community. Uh, two little notes that we all say to, to support the community. If you want to become a patron of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash thisxboxlife or thisxboxlife.com slash patreon. Um, or you can, and that's more like the monthly subscription. Everybody familiar with Patreon. Uh, or you can leave us a tip at thisxboxlife.com slash donate. So, uh, nothing's expected, but everything is appreciated. Mr. Uh, Drano85 here. Uh, he's in the chat now. Donated $10 last time. So, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, community time. So, we asked the community to send questions, comments, voicemails, things like that in. Um, the first thing I figured we would do was go through, I guess, the Facebook post on our group, which is this xboxlife.com slash uh, Facebook it is a closed group, but uh, Mark put a post on there stating, you know, we wanted to, you know, 
make this show for questions and stuff like that. So we have a list of questions in here to chat about. And the first one's really good. I like the first one. But this is Rob's territory, right? So Rob gets to read. Yeah, Rob's got to do some time this week. Well, he's the only one that can read. Robot. So, Rob, you're the only one that can read. So you can do it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I'm trying to find the post. Oh, yeah. It's about <laughs> three or four down, I think. Okay, I see it. Yeah, I All kept right. bumping it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, this is from... Uh, first one is from Drano85, correct? You looking at the same thing? Yep. All right. Love listening to the show. I would like to know what game you could bring back from being canceled and why. Also was wondering your thoughts on the idea that games and the industry are starting to run out of innovative ideas, especially with the remaster and sequel craze that seems to be happening. You mean the PlayStation craze? <laughs> yes. Okay. The Hollywood, the Hollywood <laughs> phase. Yeah, that's true. So we just have hey, to, just Ron. the Hollywood phase when you're re, re when you're remaking, if the lead character was a male, you make the lead character female and if the lead character is a female, you make the lead character male. So Tomb Raider is going to be, um, Male driven, we'll call the guy Tomb Dude. Yeah, we'll call it like we'll call him Drake for instance. Um, <laughs> and then if it's Drake, we'll call it Laura, you know. Or so. so, but uh, all right, actually, actually, his first name's Nathan. Oh, sorry, Nathan Drake. Right. <laughs> sorry, but good games I've heard. I'd love to play them, but I don't, I don't know. PlayStation, so hey, Brian. So what game would you bring back after being canceled? Oh, I got to go first? Yes. Okay. You should have been prepared. I no, have I'm all prepared. questions in a window, in a notepad with my answers. I was prepped for this show. Oh, I know this answer, though. So okay. Every time I hear something like this, I always go back to the same game. And this game was pre-9-11. It was, uh, I think it actually came out in 2001, and it was made by EA. And you want to talk about innovative and stuff. This was way before its time, and it's called... Wait, Mat- wait, 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 wait. Wait, you said the game was out? Yeah, and it got canceled. Wait, if it came out... How did it get canceled? canceled? Uh, well, do you want me to explain it, and then I can explain why it was canceled? <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Now I know. All right. I'm on. Yes. Okay. This is fair. You can use this. Okay. I All know, right. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. It's a very, <laughs> it was innovative because it was like, it, it was a, what's it, augmented reality? Would you call it augmented reality? But it was called Majestic. Yeah. And it was yep. made by EA. And what this game was is it was kind of like this conspiracy theory type. A PC game where you would sign up and they were going to have multiple like different episodic stories and stuff. Um, but you would put in your cell phone number at the time there was pagers, <laughs> you know, um, and all that information and you would download an app and the app was almost like it was a, um, like a web browser, which then kind of like what happened is I had a person call me on my phone and it was a recording and they told me to go to a website, and they sent me emails, and they sent you text messages, and they and they just did all this stuff. Like you were actually playing the game all of the time. If you if you guys want to look it up or whatever, go look up Majestic. It was by EA, and the reason why I stated that was, uh, and yes, it came out, but it was like just coming out in two thousand one, 
and what happened is 9-11. Um, and since this was very conspiracy theory, uh, terrorist-type game or whatever, they they canceled it. Uh, they, it didn't even make it to the second, I, did, I think the second episode. Um, it, it was just they scrapped it right then and there. And one of the reasons why was due to, you know, the recent events. Um, I, yeah, I was in the beta for that, and I remember being in the middle of a Home Depot and getting a phone call. Yeah, from I re- the game. Yeah, and I couldn't hear it because of the you know it was too loud in Home Depot. Yeah, and then I was just like, this is not going to work. I'm like, this is. So I ended up not dropping out and not even bothering with it because I was like, the I, the idea is kind of cool, but when you're in the middle of shopping, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a phone. You can't always stop to play a game, or you know, it's just. I don't think it worked very well, but I thought, I thought the idea was cool. Yeah. And the, and the funny part was like, for me, they, they had a bunch of options when you put your phone number in. I ha- I was on, uh, West coast time in the game, even though I live in Ohio. And what happened is the game called me at like 1am and woke me up. Like I jumped out of bed and all I have is this like woman on the other end of the phone going, I'm glad I finally got a hold of you. And it's like freaked me out, you know, so (laughs) it really did its job there because it woke me up out of my sleep. And then here it is, this person thinking like some conspiracy theories going on. But like the application you would install on your computer. Your wife's like, who's that calling you? (laughs) Well, I wasn't married then. I was just in high, you know, I was just in college at that point. Um, but, But the thing is, is like the application that you installed on your computer to make it feel like it was a web browser with today. Cause I'm a web developer in today's web browser and the technology we have, like you wouldn't need an app. Like you could run it in a web browser and then for your phone, like you could have an iPhone app or a mobile app to do it. It, it would almost be like, it'd be like watchdogs to be honest, like watchdogs re, re, you know, reminds me of something like where everything's connected and, and, and stuff like that. Like, I would love to see Majestic come back. And when I hear this question asked, like, what's some game that you'd want to bring back? Majestic is always the one that I would want to bring back because, you know, going on to your his second question is like, you know, are they losing innovative and stuff? Like, that was innovative at the time. I still think it's something different and would love to see it come back. But that's mine. All right. Well, I, I said that I wanted to. So when we saw this question last week, and uh, Jesus Walks a Lot sent me a link to uh, a page that lists it's a website that lists all these games that have been canceled. I sat here scrolling through a bunch of stuff because it's like you know you tend to forget about stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And I came across one that was like, oh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes. Um, and that was Rainbow Six Patriot. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> and 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 it was the original. Rainbow Six Patriots, not their last version that, that they were going to release. Because when they first did it, I thought, you know, it, it was pretty much after Rainbow Six Vegas 2. I was loving that series. I wanted more. Um, and then Patriots was just kind of like the next version. And then, so like when at first I was excited about it first. And then they came out with this whole. Uh, where this dude, I remember the trailer at E3 where this guy was like on the bridge and mm-hmm. he was going to kill someone and you're like the cop and you got to decide. It was this whole thing like, do you take the shot and kill this guy? Or, you know, and then and if you do, then it's like you're going to see the repercussions 
of, oh, he had kids and a wife and now they lose their home because their dad is dead and he doesn't have, he can't pay the bills. And, you know, or if you, and if you don't shoot him, you know, or, and, and that was like the result if you didn't like, but if you, or if you, or if you did shoot him, but then if you didn't, then he ended up like killing other people on that bridge. You know, it was one of those, it's kind of like, like it reminds me of like the walking dead games. Like there is no good choice. You were forced to make a, a choice of two really bad decisions. Which one are you going to go with? And I thought that was really kind of cool and kind of like to be in, um, you know, kind of to really put yourself in the shoes of a guy in a SWAT team or something like, does he take that shot? You know, what's the impact of that? You know, um, so I thought that was neat. But then they turned that game into something that it was all about, uh Middle America rising up against the corporate guys and the housing market collapse and how the fat cats got rich. And so all these people like, you know, uh, basically rebelling against all these businesses and they, then the next trailer, you know, so the first one I like, then they go to the next E3 and we see this, this, this group storm in this building and shoot the CEO and kill him. And, and like, it was all okay. And I'm like, this is terrible. This is not, you know, I really didn't like that. I thought that was really, you know, whether whether I would agree with that or not, like, you know, I, I definitely don't agree with people getting rich off, you know, the little guy, but that's not a game that, you know, there's just lines you don't cross, you know, and I, I, I felt like they crossed the line. So I was glad the game ultimately didn't come out, but I would love to see like the original um, cop viewpoint type of game, not the whole CEOs and big business, big business is bad. Yeah. I remember the bridge. Like anytime I think of Patriots, I remember the bridge. Cause for some reason I almost think like, didn't he jump off the bridge at one point or was falling toward the water or something? I can't, I can't remember, but I remember the bridge part of it. So it was a long time ago. I just remember oh. that. Yeah. And you had to make a choice yeah. and that was what the game was kind of gonna, that was what they were going to innovate with. That was going to be, what was going to be different is make you make decisions and kind of see the, and then the game would develop or progress based on the, the decisions that you made. Yeah. Um, you not killing him could impact you later, you know, or uh, doing killing him, you know, or depending on when you did it, if you waited and you didn't get him and then he starts running towards people and then you tried it, you might hit the, the bomb he has and take out someone else. And, you know, you should have done it right away when he was away from people. So, I think that was kind of cool idea. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of, that's the game I would bring back the original idea. How about you, Rob? So this is something that I kind of struggled with just because it's so hard for me to remember like, uh, you know, what was canceled and what just is on hold, what just, they never continued it. So I, you know, like you guys, I went through a couple of lists and uh, some of the lists were garbage <laughs> and others <laughs> were better. And I thought I would just narrow it down to uh, something more recent because it's easier to remember that stuff. At least it is for me. So I basically went through uh, some lists that had Xbox One titles that were canceled. And the one that kind of uh, disappointed me the most out of the bunch, and I don't think there was a whole lot really that was, you know, canceled for the Xbox one. But the one that uh, kind of stands out the most is uh, 
I think it was about a year ago, the studio that did, oh, what was, what was, what was that game that had uh, that little kid with the marker and he was saving his brother? Max and the Curse of the Brotherhood. Yes. By Press so, Play Studios. Yeah, Press Play. That's them. So they held a like fan voting thing. Remember that? Oh, Where you yeah. got to vote on their next project. And so I really enjoyed Max Curse of the Brotherhood. Brotherhood. It was innovative. It was something different. And it, most importantly, it was fun. They came out with Kalimba after that. Kalimba was interesting. It's like a little puzzle game, two people working together. Um, except for the fact that it's like near impossible <laughs> to play. Uh, the game was interesting enough, and it could be fun. At least it'll get you to... To the point of where you'll choke whoever you're playing with. Because like, why can't you do that? <laughs> and you have to keep redoing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Because they don't got mad skills like you do. But anyway, um, I was really interested to see what like their next title would be. Just because when a studio comes out with something good, you'd like to think that they can continue that. And come up with something else that is either equally as good or maybe equally as innovative. So this got canceled like within weeks of actually being chosen, didn't it? Uh, the game right. was called Maxville, by the way. And uh, so they went through this voting procedure. They announced the winner and then they like canceled the whole project and the studio got closed. So that was kind of a disappointment for me. And uh, it was kind of like a little, I almost like consider them like a little indie studio, but they, they, they did such a great job with Max Curse of the Brotherhood that uh, I would have loved to see more from them. Uh, outside of that, I, I did want to make mention of an entire series that I think pretty much got canceled, and that was Medal of Honor. And Medal of Honor, like the original one, I just loved it. Yeah. I thought they... You know why they what? fell apart, right? <laughs> what? Why? Well, because they went and made Call of Duty. Yeah. Yep. Yes. But uh I mean Medal of Honor just kind of disappeared. To in my mind it's basically effectively been canceled for the most part and uh I enjoyed those games a lot. Uh Call of Duty's okay, but for some reason Medal of Honor has like a different feel to me. And then uh there was one more that I did want to mention. What the heck was it? Oh, that Star Wars game with Boba Fett. Uh, Star Wars 1313 or something like that? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Star yeah. Wars 1313. That was it. So this was supposed to... You're, like uh, We really have what? Star Wars Battlefront? And I think that's about it. The Xbox One? Star Wars related? Yeah. Outside of Lego games. But, oh, uh, yeah, the Lego games. <laughs> yeah, so Star Wars 1313, you were, I think, like a young Boba Fett kind of doing his thing. And that did seem like an interesting premise. And that definitely... What's that? You sure you were Boba Fett? I thought you were just like some random dude. Or something like that. I don't, I'd, I'm going to look see. that one up now. <laughs> guys remember you know obviously you know what oh god yeah so uh revolves around boba fett in his early adulthood 
Oh, okay. So that thing got uh, canceled, what, like a year or two ago? But December 2015, so a year ago it got canceled, looks like. Maybe a little bit earlier. So we will never see that. There's there's two other games that like are popping in my mind. Like you uh, obviously know everybody knows what StarCraft is, but do you remember the StarCraft Ghost game? No. Oh, that's year it's years ago, but it, it looked like it was like a first person or a third person game instead of an RTS. Um that one was kind of disappointing cuz I know a lot of people are excited about that, but uh Uber Entertainment, I don't know if you guys have heard of Uber Entertainment, but they made a game. It's like an RTS called Planetary Annihilation. Oh yeah, and uh, they, they, um, it, it's it's an RTS game with everything, but you could like, you can fly off the planet onto another planet and then start building bases there, and you can actually get to the point where you can take that planet and rocket it into the other planet <laughs> to to blow up that mm. planet if that's where the other guy was. Um, yeah. But that game was really cool. But they they kickstart they were kickstarting a second game called Human Resources, and I sw- I I was into that game. I was like I could, and they end up canceling it. But Human Resources was like another RTS looking game. But it's like robots or aliens landed on the planet, and the resources for them to collect to build stuff was humans. So it was human resources. People? Yeah, it was people. So like you would see them like snatching these people and eating them. <laughs> or like picking out these people, but it was called human resources. And I think you can probably Soylent go... Soylent Green is people. Yeah, you can probably go find... I'll have to see if I can find and share it with you guys later, but or maybe in the post too on Facebook, but human resources. I'll have to see if I can find the trailer for it because it was pretty funny. I was really looking forward to it and they end up canceling it. Yeah. So. Because the Total Annihilation guys, those are, those are the ones that made Supreme Commander, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's on backwards compatibility. I could have sworn I saw it in my Is it? Do they in my list. My, yeah, I think so. Um, Uber Entertainment. All right, but let's move on to the second part of his question. <laughs> We're still on the first question. Yep, yep, so yep. he was asking about... Um, if the games industry is starting to run out of innovative ideas with the remasters and the sequel craze, um, my thoughts were, I don't think that they're running out of ideas. I think what we're seeing right now is the norm when new consoles come out, everybody remasters for the new hardware. Uh, but we have hit, we're now over three years, we're into that fourth year, so I hope that these remasters stop. Of course, I still want Bulletstorm, full clip edition. Um, <laughs> that one I will take. But um, I hope we do see less of it in 2017. But um, I don't know. Do you guys? I think we're still seeing innovative ideas. And especially with VR coming out, I think we're going to see even more of that. Um, But uh, what do you guys think? I think a lot of the innovative ideas are coming out of the smaller studios. Yep. So they're not really limited to the AAA titles anymore. The AAA titles seem to be cookie cutter, turnkey you know, grind out more of the same. Yeah. But the little studios, they're the ones taking the chances. Yeah, I mean the the thing that jumps out at me is you look at you look at first person shooters. Um you look at first person shooters and what you have is, you know, you have your battlefields and your Call of Duties and and Titanfall and you know, Titanfall tried to do something new. Call of Duty or um uh Battlefield is going 
World War One, which is something a little different. You know, it's still a first-person shooter, but they're trying to do something different. And then Call of Duty's doing Call of Duty, and and all three games are but in space. But in space, yeah. But you know, all three games are good, and and it's really funny. Like Titanfall Two is not was not only a finalist for Game of the Year on the the Game of the Game of the Year award show or whatever, um, but it's also a, a nominee for Game of the Year from IGN. And uh, I find it funny, like, Battlefield is not there. Like, Battlefield is trouncing both of those games, and um, it's not even considered anywhere in anything, And um, which is strange. And I love... Bo- I love because it's, it's cop! I love Titanfall, and I love Battlefield. And it's just, I, I believe Titanfall should be there. I just kind of find it's crazy that, that Battlefield is not. But I think there's still innovation. I, I You know, I think companies... Battlefield is nothing more. It's the same game we've been playing for years, just with a few tweaks and a new paint job on it. Yeah, I mean, the, that's all it really is. It's, yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the first-person shooter genre, like, there's no innovation there. That's not where I've been going. Like, the innovation in my mind right. are, are studios like um, that's making like The Last of Us and uh, Days Gone, and you know, um, I'm trying to think of an Xbox one here. Yeah, I was like, throw out an Xbox game here. With you. Well, I know, but I mean, like, story-driven. Like, Inside was good, but that leads to what Rob was saying is, you know, they're not a big studio. I think Mass Effect is still innovative um, when their new one comes out. Uh, you know, so, but but yes, there. when you get into the series of games, like, like Dead Rising and, and Battlefield and Call of Duty, like, no, there's not real innovation there. It is cookie-cutter. It's doing what they do. Um, but... As far as going out and um, like the remasters and stuff, like take Halo Wars. Halo Wars Two is coming out. They're remastering the first version. You get it if you buy if you buy Halo Wars Two. Right. You know stuff like that. If you're remastering and trying to sell it for sixty bucks, I, I kind of have a problem with it. I mean, you know, I know, and plus everybody's like, well. You know, everybody has their one or two games, right? Like even myself. Like, if you want to bring out all three Mass Effects and sell them for forty bucks, okay, I'll I'll do something like that. But everything else, like this Crash Bandicoot stuff and and crap like that, I'm just like, come on. I mean, I know it's nostalgia and stuff like that, but those are money grabs. And Mark said it right when he said, "We're four years in, and you're and you got games like." Final Fantasy VII Remake, you got Crash Bandicoot coming out, and it's just remake after remake after remake. It's just like, you know, you, to me, you're only doing that because you don't have anything else, and you are innovative, and you are running out of stuff. So, but that's my thought on it. All right. Rob, next question. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is uh, voicemail. You can do that one. Oh, we've got no, there's a whole bunch of them in the Facebook. We're still. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. Oh, the second oh, one is... oh, no, skip it. He's skip later on. In... Yeah, he's later gotcha. on. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. What, ga- what games? So this one is from uh, John. What games offer the best co-op gameplay of those which are the best couch co-op? So by couch co-op, what is that? Like two people playing on the same couch? Yep, same screen. That's same screen. I think it's tough to do these days. Um, 
Well, there's only there's one that sticks out. What's that? For couch co-op, Rocket League. Oh, is that couch co-op? You can do. You oh can yeah, split, that's right. It is. That's right. Yeah. It does have split screen. That's right. Um, yeah, that would actually probably be one of the best compet- uh, cooperative split uh, couch co-op games. Yeah, I didn't it's think fast. Yeah. It's fast. You can play with anybody as long as you want. Because um, I some of the best co- cooperative games I put down, uh, Watch Dogs Two. I had a blast in the cooperative missions. And again, if anybody's out there looking for someone to play some co-op missions, hit me up. I absolutely loved playing that because you can go in and tackle a, you know, enemy fortress or whatever. You know, the you go into the to their hideouts or whatnot. You can attack stuff from different angles, and like one guy can go in and get what he needs while the other person's using the little the little uh, drone and scouting guys and. That's what happened. I had somebody um, helping me uh, scout and stuff out and was warning me and alerting me to where guys were and watching where I was. And together we were able to get in and get the, the whatever we were trying to steal and get back out. And it was so fun. I, I absolutely love that. Um, I also thought of Diablo 3. Um, oh. it's, it's not, you know, yeah. that is just absolutely fun. You can get a group of people in there. And just go at it and hack and slash. Um, and I think Gears 4 Horde mode is a lot of fun. And I like the... It works if you get in as a team. This new one's designed to be cooperative. Um, where you select different class loadouts and different uh, bonuses to help take advantage. So like you get the guy that can run out and let one guy collect all the money. The guy that... I think it's a scout who has like a bonus card that he can apply to get bonus money for depositing it. So you gain more money for your team if you let this one guy collect it all. Um, and then you have like the engineer, let him build the base defenses because he builds them cheaper. So if you work together and you have your sniper and your heavy and your scout and your engineer, you can really uh, do a great job and everybody gets to fill their job role. And it's really satisfying. You know, even though as an engineer, I played a lot and I'm just sitting back while everybody else is killing and I'm not going to pick up any of the money. The money doesn't matter because it's all for the team. Um, But I'm defending and a lot of time I'm just building stuff or while guys are on the turrets I built, I'm running around repairing them in mid battle. So I don't get to shoot a lot, but I'm still racking up a ton of points and helping the team by keeping the turrets healthy and, and then it's just, it's really fun. I really enjoyed that. So, but uh, I didn't have a couch co op selection, but yeah, Rocket League absolutely would you know, fit in there. Uh, other than that, I would, my, it was my kids, they would say Monopoly because <laughs> so, <laughs> they all play Monopoly together. Yeah, Rocket League's awesome as far as couch co op, but I, I think some of the other co op games, um, you'd have Destiny. Um, and also, I would also put um, The Division in there. Um, as fun, you know, fun co-op and, and things like that. Yes, absolutely, the division. And I had one more in my head, and I can't remember what it was. Well, on the lighter side, siege, siege, siege. Right? Yep, that was yeah. my other one. <laughs> and that one, yeah. like with you know, with doing a strategy and everything, siege is probably, I'd say, siege between siege and division. I don't know. I think siege is probably like when you're talking about co-op and working together and, and things like that and 
feeling successful when you win. That's probably the best best thing. But a little bit on the lighter side, there's a series of games that I think are fantastic co-ops. Just about every single one of them, and that's the Lego games. Yeah. So they're they're family friendly and surprisingly fun. All of them. Humorous too. Adreno says Chariot is a great couch co-op game too. Oh yes. It's another one. Very good. I would like to mention Kalimba, but it's too impossible. <laughs> <laughs> too hard to play. It's it's more couch frustration. <laughs> okay, we're done with that one? Yep. Okay, next one is uh, from Skin. Skin writes in, my earliest gaming memory was a Donkey Kong machine with my dad back in the early 80s in a pub on a caravan park. I've been hooked on games since for the best part of 40 years. What are each of your earliest gaming memories? Hmm. Can you guys think that far back? Yeah, uh, my mine was going to Chuck E. Cheese and playing Zaxxon and Pac-Man and Moon Patrol and Lunar Lander and having some of the best pizza ever known to mankind. <laughs> oh, it was, when you were I'm, a kid, man, that was that was awesome stuff. <laughs> you know what? So whether it's Chuck E. Cheese or around here around Chicago, we had uh, Showbiz, Showbiz Pizza. Either of those two, I'm convinced that the pizza today is not the same as it was <laughs> oh, <laughs> 40 years uh, ago. It has to be different. It has to. Has to be. It was so delicious back then. They must have changed it. But I just remember playing like like Zaxxon was my favorite, and I could I sucked at it. I could never play it. It was that three D ship that you would have to move, and I could never clear the first board. I kept trying and trying, and I loved because it had that the stick wasn't a normal joystick. It was like an actual. It felt like you know it was shaped like a controller from an oh, airplane. Yeah. Um, I remember playing Tempest. You know. Uh, with, with the spinner dial and, and just, you know, going to the Chucky and getting all those tickets, you know, you go in there and get your meal and, oh, here's 50 free tokens and, oh, you know, they're golden <laughs> coins and it's like you hit the jackpot and you just, your eyes light up and you just go, man, and you just play games. It was awesome. That was, oh, yeah. I think that really kind of started me off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, kind of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so. Yeah. You go. Rob go. So for me also, it was the arcade machines in a, in a couple of different avenues, I guess. So uh, first off, I did go to a lot of Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Time something, I think it was called. It was something special. It wasn't your normal Chuck E. Cheese. Because like I said, we didn't have very many of those around here. We had Showbiz. That was the main one that we had here in Chicago area. And also Showbiz, which, I mean, they were effectively the same thing. But the big difference back then in the the 80s was that they had actual games. Now, it's all like skee-ball and stuff that just generate tickets. Back then, you used tokens to play video games, and they had all the classics. And pinball. Yeah. 
yeah, they had all the classics, the pinball, and, you know, of course they had air hockey and such, but, you know, they would have Tutankhamen and Pac-Mans and, and Dragon's Lair and, you know, you name it. And uh, it was just fantastic. I would go in there with like $10 and, uh, you know, this is where, you know, I actually grew up as a latchkey kid back in the day, <laughs> you know, stuff that's illegal nowadays. And my mom would actually... Man, I don't even know how old I was. Maybe 10 years old, five, well, not five, 10 years old, eight, 11, something like that. I would get dropped off at the place and she would go shopping <laughs> and come get me like an hour or two later. And I was in heaven. It was a great babysitting thing. Now you can go to jail for doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's impossible. Probably because we don't teach our kids how to survive by themselves. But anyway, so, um, you know, that was always uh, something that I just to this day will remember. And it's something that unfortunately my son can't experience because that doesn't exist anymore. And then uh, the other thing was right around the same time, I had uh, a family friend who used to go to a lot of conventions. And so here in the Chicago area, we would have the arcade machine operator association i think that was or ama amoa something like that uh convention where it was basically all of the companies that made these games would come to this convention and they would show off you know what they had coming out in the next year so it's basically like an e3 but for coin operated machines so he used to take me with him and it was fantastic just loved it we went the whole day. You got to play all of the games for free because they were all unlocked. And I would just come home with like piles of magazines and handouts and little, what do they call it, swag, stuff that they give away. And that was something that was just so amazing. I always looked forward to it every year um, when it would come to town. And it was just so much fun. And I spent the le- next couple of weeks just going through everything and just drooling over the games that are coming out and of course those games pale in comparison to everything that we have nowadays but back in the you know 80s it was definitely something special something uh something amazing and how about you bro oh well uh i'm getting old so the earliest gaming memory i had is i played titanfall 2 this weekend (laughs) (laughs) no um one thing I remember is I took all my birthday money and went and bought a Nintendo and just NES. What everybody goes out and buys now are the NES Classic, mini NES Classic. Like it was original Nintendo, came with Mario and Duck Hunt. And I remember getting home and hooking the it light up. Gun. <laughs> yeah, and the light gun. Yeah, I remember getting it all and hooking it up yeah. uh, in, the, in the room. So, actually, I live in the house I grew up in. I, uh, my wife and I bought it from my parents. So, the room, my room was uh, was where my son sleeps now. But uh, the, And then my room was actually a, a gaming room or like a TV room. And I had it all hooked up there, but across the hallway was my bedroom. And after we got it all hooked up and everything, my mom was like, it's, it's bedtime. <laughs> So I had to go and lay in bed, and the whole th- and the thing is, is I could hear my brother playing my game, my Nintendo, oh. across the oh. hall. <laughs> that's oh, what man. I that's what I remember. I got to play maybe ten minutes of it, and then had to go to bed. But that's one of my early memories, and 
I also remember playing some Atari before that. Um, I think where I was, we we talked about it before, like the tank game or whatever the tank combat. Is that what it was? And it was like it was combat. Yeah. And yep. So, <laughs> like I remember playing a couple of those games and Pong, but um, yeah, that Nintendo was was my earliest like real real game. Next. Okay, next is from Monkey Punch 77. What will be the price for Scorpio? And I love the podcast. Like always, great content. Well, since we don't know, I'm going to predict it's going to be $500, and there will not be a Connect offered with it, and there's no VR, or you're going to be able to buy it bundled with a VR headset for $700. This is my guess. I don't know. Rob? I have seven. I will say it's four ninety nine. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and yeah, four ninety nine, and uh, just for the base console. And then, as soon as you are an early adapter, they're going to drop the price in half <laughs> and offer it with like all sorts of games and bundles. Uh, I say two ninety nine or three forty nine at the most. No way. So, it's a premium console. Uh, hey, they want it. They're gonna be you by them smoking crack. They gotta be, but they're gonna be by themselves. And the Xbox One came out at four ninety nine, and look what happened. So still, they said it's a premium console, so I still don't believe it's gonna be. It'd be great if it was. Yep. I'll be happy. But I mean, I, I guess the only thing is they wouldn't have any competition at that point in time that we know of as of right now. Well, Sony's going to try and say the Pro is the competition. No, that that's not. We the already know it's not. No, it's it's, it's not. not. I mean, the hardware's far advanced on the on the Scorpio. So. You know, and and right, and the thing is, is like you know, a lot of people. Are, I mean, they're selling Pros, but I think a lot of the people that are buying the Pros are the people that already own a PlayStation because they also have the PlayStation Slim, which would be what the competitor to the Xbox One S is. But again, it's not even, it doesn't, they don't even match up. Right. Well, and even the S has stuff that the PlayStation Pro doesn't even have. So, right. But, but I, I, I mean, I understand, and I'm just throwing out a price that I think that if they want to wow people and they want those things to fly off the shelf, no, is they but, take, but they take is a that loss. What you, you honestly think that's the price? Yeah. I you honestly think they're going to go that low. Yeah. Wow. They're going to take a loss. I hope you're right. Uh, me too. <laughs> I mean, and, I, and I'm just being, I mean, I'm not trying to be crazy or anything. I know I may sound crazy. You are crazy. <laughs> but but my thing is is, you know, Microsoft's got way more money than Sony does. And if they took a loss on every console at the beginning, you know, and and made it up in their games and and everything like that, then I think that's kind of what they have to do. And I mean, I know what they say is going to be in that box, but that's all stuff that exists like today. Like they're putting components that are in there in, in there today, so I mean, I really think it could be as low as two ninety nine, but maybe three forty nine. I think the three forty nine is probably more likely. Um, but they already did four ninety nine with the Xbox One, and look it's, at them now—they're two fifty now. And I know we're three years in, but I mean, yeah. I just so, think I think they would have to take a loss. Like they want, they they keep saying, "Well, this is the most powerful console. This is this," and they well, want to blow 
everybody away, well, that's but how you blow everybody away. They, you can't you can't win by losing your bank account either. So, well, no, yeah, you I, win you win by selling more. <laughs> Obviously, that's I mean because only the totals matter, not the games that you have or anything like that. It's just the total number of sales. But uh, go ahead, so, Rob. Yeah, this is definitely a tough one because. I would expect it to be like four ninety nine ish because again, it's a premium product. If you want the regular experience, if you want the cheap experience, you go with Xbox One S. You look at the controllers. What does like a regular controller go for? I think what they listed for fifty bucks, fifty nine, fifty or sixty dollars, fifty nine, yeah, sixty bucks. There's people that are paying without any issue. They're paying ninety dollars for a customized one. They're paying exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that looks just, like just that, one. that looks just like it, except it's got my gamer tag here and yes. this is blue. And <laughs> that's that's all other well, you know, and these are blue. But yeah, I, we paid ninety for it. And yeah. some people are paying hundred and fifty for the, the elite. Absolutely. Unless and you that right there. Yeah. So there, I mean that the elite controller is a th- something that's like more than double the price of the regular controllers. So but it but the elite will yeah, the elite but, the elite controller does something more than a regular controller. With the so pa- does the Scorpio. With the so paddles. does the Scorpio. It is it. Think about it this way, Bron. Mm-hmm. Surface tablets are freaking expensive. They're more than double the friggin' price of an iPad. Mm-hmm. The Surface Book, the brand new Microsoft Surface Studio, four thousand mm-hmm. dollars for that computer. It's a premium product. Yeah. And that's where I think the Scorpio is going. They are putting this in. They're not doing this to compete with Sony. They are offering a super high-end, true VR experience. If you want to go the cheap route, then get your Sony and go with the cheaper, low-end VR headsets uh, or stick. If you you don't want VR, you can either get it the right way or or stay out of it and go with uh, an Xbox One non-Scorpio. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I always forget about the VR part because VR gaming to me just doesn't exist yet. Um, because it's not true yet, and that's right. what the Scorpio is going to give you, and you're going to pay for it. Yeah, out like, the gate you're going to pay for it. It is not going to come out at the same price as an S. Yeah, well, that's, this will not be the replacement. <laughs> yeah, like well, to me, an S drops to like ninety nine when once the Scorpio I, comes out. I don't out. even think that. I don't even think that yeah. this will stay. This will stay where PS4 is at. Um, you know, maybe next holiday, maybe you get another fifty dollars off, but you ain't hitting ninety nine dollars yet. Yeah. Other other than VR, I just think it's hard to say. Give us five hundred more dollars for a console that plays the same games as the one you have now. That's all. That's that's my struggle. Like I said, I forget. I keep forgetting about VR. Um, but unless they have Scorpio only games, you're just like, ah, oh, it's it's Halo. It's either. Halo in 4K or Halo not in 4K, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing something Jesus out there. Jesus, he's with you. He's saying 399. He says you can't do it five. You said you can't say true VR when Sony already has VR. Uh, Jesus, the Sony VR does not compete or will compare to true VR. It is a very low end VR system, mm-hmm. um, and there's going to be big differences. So, yeah. um, they said they. Bill said it. This is a premium product. He said that specifically. Mm-hmm. I think that you know they said that at E3. They don't. They don't mistakenly throw words out there. They're everything's scripted. 
Everything's set a very specific way. It is premium. That means right there, that tells you it's going to have a big price tag on it. Yeah. Be prepared, you know? And I don't think $500 is that big for everything that that thing's going to be able to do. Yeah, because they said the Elite Controller was a premium product, and look where it fell in. More yeah, than double. 50 bucks. So. Yeah, but that's but anyways, what, yeah. we don't know. We, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not worth us going on for an hour on this because no, no, we no. don't know. It's our guess. I would love Brun to be right. No, I mean, me too. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a harder. It'll be it'll be an easier fight for me at the end of next year trying to explain to the wife why I need a third Xbox when I just bought an S <laughs> this year. So. Yeah, yeah. My 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 hard part my hard part with that is, is, is as much as I love Xbox and everything is I know that Halo the next Halo will be playable on my PC. I know every Gears of War will be playable on my PC. I know, you know, because every first-party game is going to be playable on both. And I think four ninety nine is a hard sell to say, I'm going to have something that my PC does just as well, if not better, you know. But like I said, I forgot about, I forget about VR all the time when I kind of go into this argument of like, well, what's Scorpio going to do that, that everything else doesn't do. But yeah, I mean, I would love to be right too. <laughs> so yeah, what's the next one? Now, okay. when, when you talk about losses though, so even if they do, let's say lose 200 per console, if they price it low enough, so it actually costs a lot more to produce than what they sell it for, mm-hmm. that would still probably be cheaper than what they had to deal with, with the red ring. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, true. So if they want to get the market penetration, they could price it super cheap. We would love to see it, but yeah. I don't know if it makes sense in the long term. Yeah, and I just think it'd be cool to do something that makes every like gamers in general, whether whether you have a you know, if what if you don't have an Xbox. And you came out with the Scorpio, which is obviously a premium product. We know it's going to be fantastic. It's going to have a ton of hardware in it. And you say something like two ninety nine, like it'd be if a person, it'd be crazy for somebody to be like, "Oh, I'm not going to buy it. It's, it's not worth it." What do you? No, you can't say it's not worth it. You know, at two ninety nine. But but that's all I'm saying is like that's how you just make everybody in awe and shock and and you know and stuff like that. So. But, all right. the, the smart thing for them to do would be to price it in such a way that it not only gets the premium gamers, but it's close enough to make people upgrade. Well, true. Yeah, true. Because there's, there's a lot of people, like, for example, if it's $500 and I don't have a 4K TV, I'm not really going to be that interested in it. Yeah. We're but putting, if it's close enough and cheap enough, you'll make up some excuse. Yeah. Wing's already buying it. That's why we're we're boring him. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's got his pre-order in. So. We're spending way too much time here. He just said, "What's your thoughts on what it costs?" We're spending thirty minutes on fighting on this, and none of us know. <laughs> yeah. oh, their thoughts. Man. Oh, it's good. Right. I just, I don't know. I just okay. Next next one is from I'm Skin. Sorry. Next one is from Skin. Skin writes in, can we ask more than one question? Yes. What do you think, Mark? 
Yes. Uh, I'm just Next sure. question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mirage8531 uh, writes in, what is the feature or features that you would like to see added to the Xbox One, such as hardware or peripherals, or to Xbox Live? Forget things like game sharing with multiple friends. I've seen that mentioned previously by Microsoft when they first announced Xbox One. Of course, we all want that. Forget about VRs as well, since Scorpio is probably going to take care of uh, that itch uh, should it need to be scratched. Think outside of the box on this. What is something that would be useful, unique, or new, possibly a total game changer for the industry? I know it's asking a bit much. Who knows, maybe the right person will hear your ideas on the show and make it a reality like making us work i guess i didn't read the whole question this is the you had to hit see more there didn't you yes yeah i guess i didn't see that (laughs) (laughs) i only read part of it yeah this is the uh segment of the show that we can call this xbox think tank well i'll tell you what i had and then i guess it's not gonna he's not gonna like it um i would like to see an xbox get a service that it's from Microsoft that would allow me to drop my cable uh, TV and just get all my shows via them. So kind of like a Hulu or a Netflix, but maybe like a Microsoft service. I mean, they got the guide built in. They wanted to be the TV set. You know, they wanted to be that box. You know, where is the service that I can just, you know, uh, pay an extra whatever a month or a year for my Xbox Live service to just get my TV from them, get my channels from them. Um, I would also, you know, and then, we can attach a hard drive. You can have you can attach two external hard drives. I can make one specific. I want a DVR. Um, but then again, I may not even need DVR functions if I can stream everything. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd kind of like to get to the point where everything's just in the cloud. Microsoft's pushing cloud. They have the the capability to do this. Um, you've, you've they've gotten into they've done TV stuff in the past. Why not just basically become like a cable provider or, or TV? programming provider for all those devices in the homes and then all we need is internet and we don't need cable anymore um and then i would still i've said this before i'm going to say it again i want a video game digital video game rental service i want gamefly digital version you know why can't microsoft offer us the ability to say okay you want to try dishonored 2 you can rent it from us for whatever uh, give me, I'll pay you $20 a month and I can download one game or play one or two games at a time. If I want to go and get a third one, boom, you got to delete one off your hard drive or something. You know, I'm perfectly fine. I'd love to see that. You know, I'd love to have that ability. Um, you know, I used to use Gamefly a lot and I would use it now if, if we had a digital version. I'd still do that. So, and I do think if Microsoft could do some kind of, uh, deal with like gamefly that was only on xbox or they just did it themselves they did something you know where they created that that would be very enticing to other people you know if they could do something like that uh that would probably wouldn't be hard for others to tack on their own service but be the first one to do it sorry i didn't think outside the box though yeah i mean sony sony's doing well with their what sony view i think is their cable type thing I know a couple of people at work that use that. Um, but I do like the Gamefly. I would like to see 
I'd like to see like digital rentals. I mean, you know, not just first party or anything, but you know, a digital rental service. I think that would be cool as well. But, but yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Robbie, right. do you think outside the box? No, I can't think outside the box. He only thinks outside the bun. Yes. Oh, all and right. I got—I want to answer the next one. This one's all me. Okay. Um, why is Rob your favorite guest host? This came in from uh, Jason. That's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who is your favorite <laughs> guest host? It's any everyone other than Jason. <laughs> Jason's our good buddy, Democulus. Yes. Um, Texas. Um, no, I, and I, and I thought about this, I was like, man, we can't answer that. That's like, you know, that's not fair. That's, um, but when I know we usually ask people that when they come on, we make them answer. Who's your favorite host. I thought it was only fair that we did answer this. Uh, for me, it's not a favorite. I mean, I love everybody. I really enjoy all you guys, but I really did enjoy when, uh, um, Andrew and, Oh, is it Robert from Australia? Oh, I hate that. I probably said his name wrong. The, the two brothers from Australia, when they came on with you guys. Yeah. And, um, uh, and talked and I really enjoyed hearing them, hearing, um, the differences. Like, I mean, we just, you know, we're all like games are 60 bucks and internet and all this. And we take all this for granted to find out like on the other side of the world, all the, I mean, the high cost these guys pay, you know, for all these things and just the way the gaming is different and how they, you know, it's just, it's not the same everywhere. And I thought that was so neat to hear from those guys and hear from some people from another country. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And then their follow up when they went to PAX Australia um, and they, they talked to us, they sent us was like 40 minutes uh, audio of their, you know, what they saw and just talking about you know, things like that. I really thought that was really neat and provided a lot of value. Yeah, to, the sunburnt uh, life is what we call it. The sunburnt life. Yeah, exactly. So, or this sunburnt life. Right. So that that's, I got to give those guys, the, the, the brothers down there. My yeah. Name. Andrew and Richard. Yeah. Richard. I said, Robert. Yes. I knew it was with an R Richard and Andrew. Yeah. I agree with that. About it, Rob. You cop out like you know, Ron and just say no, no. <laughs> well, that's who I was going to. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, I know you guys were on the show, and I wasn't. Uh, just yeah. me. <laughs> I was the only yeah, one. Yeah, it's just just Brown. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I spent like three years editing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was there. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I really like. Uh, pretty much all the shows that we do that have the guest hosts, because I, I love hearing um, everybody's perspective on things, you know, cause it's just something new and interesting. The, uh, again, the, the couple that stand out the most for me, particularly like the recent ones again, are with Andrew and Richard, just because it was so interesting to hear uh, how different things are down in Australia. And a lot of stuff that we take for granted just 
I mean, is so huge down there. Like the the stuff about the the downloads and the cost of things were downloading could be more expensive than the game itself and uh and why they use physical media and such that that was just so interesting to me that i was just transfixed the entire time that uh i was editing <laughs> in the show and then uh i also really enjoyed uh the democulus show that we did a little while ago i, I love hearing about his uh collection and and the stuff that uh that uh, he collects yeah, I so. think uh, Christoph too when he came on to explain HDR and oh, 4K. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a good one that too. That was really good too. It was just so informative and you know provided a great value uh, for the listeners and stuff. So uh, I got to give him an honorable mention too. It was oh, absolutely. And I enjoy everybody that's come on. I look. I hope we can get more people on in 2017. It's I just like to hear from you know people who check in and listen to us all the time and yeah. support us. It's just, it's nice to hear from them. As well. uh, Democulus, Jason, I love you, buddy. You know that I've met you in person. I've met your brother. Um, uh, you, you are a friend of mine. So uh, hopefully, you know, I was just joking with you. We always love having you on. <laughs> all right. Okay. Next up, uh, Stuart writes in, am I truly that angry? Yes. So little people are like, what does that have to do with um, uh, it was uh, um, who was it? Who? Oh, I can't even think of it now. Somebody called him the angry Canadian. And um, (laughs) was it dirty bite? I can't remember. Uh, Might've been, might've been dirty bite that I was playing with and was saying, Oh, "Oh, it's the angry Canadian. Um, It's hard to keep. The, the friends list and people I play with, yeah. uh, but and, you know, and here we, we're talking about uh, carbide, right? carbide, yeah. yes, carbide, yes, yeah, carbide's the angry. So Canadian. yeah, we should. So so, anyways, uh, he gets into Titanfall too, and we've been playing, and and he just gets. Oh you know, yeah, I was there. Cursing this and cursing that, and everybody, and it's funny. It's like <coughs> your twin. Playing. All, all this guy's doing is killing pilots. He's not going after AI. And I'm like, dude, that's the point, right? Kill the pilots. I mean, that's the real people. Who cares if he's not going after the AI? Yeah, you know, is. and then, and then, you know, and it does, he gets it mad. Oh, look, he had this many pilot kills. He wasn't even going after AI. And, and then he, then he'll go after and get mad the next guy. Oh, all they're doing is using the hemlock. That's just not even fair. <laughs> or or it's some guy sniping oh this guy he's just camping what a camper come on and he it's always something every match that he's like losing his mind over and so he got the tur- the name of the angry canadian <laughs> yeah so, i remember that one i was oh, there because uh they were wondering if something fishy was going on too that was that was the other thing, so. yeah yeah it's it's just so but we, that's why yeah we call him the angry canadian but he is out in Right now, he's out in the uh, Caribbean. He's out in the Bermuda Triangle, so hmm. he may never come back. Um, but him and his wife are on a cruise, so uh, hope you guys have a good time, Stu, uh, and a little game when you get back. Yeah, and if he sees any, uh, what, uh, P-51 Mustangs or something like that flying <laughs> around, he should take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Next up uh, is from Skin again on question, on to question two. 
if I actually this is technically three. Yeah. If I could play any <laughs> fantasy game this Christmas, it would be a new Bioshock, a prequel to the original set during the downfall of Rapture. What fantasy game would you guys love to play this Christmas? What do you guys think here? Fantasy. So not sci-fi, right? Because I'd like to say Mass Effect, but it's not fantasy, is it? I answered what I want to play. I don't care what, <laughs> what his question was, because yeah. I'm not much into fantasy. So I said, and, and, and actually, these are all fantasy games. Saints Row 5, that's not real. Um, <laughs> I know there's not making one. They're making a that's new a game. That's a fantasy. I want to see Saints Row 5. Um, I want Crackdown 3. <laughs> yeah. And I put Mass Effect Andromeda. Those, Any of those three I would have loved to play on Christmas Day. Yeah, I know there's some of a lot of our listeners and stuff that would like a new uh, Dragon Age, which would be that would be fantasy. But Dragon yeah, Age is always a good is a good game. That's that's you could by, just say that's Dungeons and Dragons and leave it at that, right? <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> want a D and D game? <laughs> Diablo Four. Oh, yeah, oh, that, that yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. That would right qualify there. as a fantasy. <laughs> yes, right? it would. Yes. Yes, Diablo yeah. 4. Good call. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> or Torchlight 3. I'll take either nope, one. Nope, <laughs> nope, Diablo. <laughs> Torchlight's a great game, man. I, it is. I was it kidding. Is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I kid, hey, I kid. I, I love that at least in Torchlight you can send your pet back to the store. Oh. And he comes back with money. Yes. <laughs> it's like awesome. <laughs> I always remember the Penny Arcade when Torchlight came out, the Penny Arcade version. Uh, the comic they did on Torchlight was the guy saying, okay, boy, you know, and like, take this to the store. And like, he goes to the store and he's like wheeling and dealing for money. And then when he, he gets like a hundred gold or whatever. And when he comes back, he gives the guy like 50 gold <laughs> and keeps 50 out of himself or whatever it was. It's pretty funny. So, so the pets, the pet is stealing the pets taking money. Yeah. That's awesome. Skimming Again, I'll have to top. try to find that after this because it's really funny. <laughs> He's like oh, taking God. his cut. That's pretty funny. Oh, man. All right. Uh, which one's next? And then uh, I think that was it for the questions. Well, we got Loki's last comment. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, Benchful Loki writes in, can't call in, but wanted to say. From an undisclosed position somewhere in the Pacific, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to the TXL clan and gamers everywhere. Yeah, what a, what is this is freaky. So Stuart, Mr. Carbide, our angry Canadian, he's posting pictures on, on Facebook the other day. And he's like, all these pictures of him leaving port uh, on the ship and they're, they're setting sail. And, and then it was like a little bit later, we get this message from eventual loki uh, and i'm i'm chatting with him and he's he's setting sail and i was like wait a minute two people from the same community are getting on a boat on the same day i'm like are you guys on the same cruise ship but turns out uh eventual loki was out here on the west coast um the pacific and uh carbide is over you know, off of florida in the atlantic so <laughs> but it was weird they both shoved off the same day I was like, that's wild. No. So happy sailing to you too, uh, eventual Loki. Yes. Yeah. So two, two quick questions that are in 
Twitch here. Jesus walks a lot. He's yelling at. Oh, we probably, don't care about. He's probably yelling at his computer right now at us. Does <laughs> my show question? How long do you guys plan on uh, to keep TXL going? Does uh, if and when the time comes, will you hand it off the show or hand off the show to uh, new people to keep it going, or just call it good? Uh, I don't know, like how long. That question. Huh? Hey, I don't know how long it'd keep going, but I would not, in my opinion, would not hand it off to anybody. Actually, I don't think we'll make it past episode 75. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, no, 420? (laughs) Um, What are we on right now? 415? 416 is really good for me. My game of the year and I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, in in all honesty, though, like you know, some things, you know, a lot of things don't last forever. But I wouldn't want to hand it off because I'd want to go out on the way we would want to go out in a blaze yeah. of glory. And and plus, the other You're thing is, to the ground. <laughs> we've done four hundred and fifteen episodes that people like. I mean, some people may not like it, some people like it, but I wouldn't want to have a group come in and. I don't want to say tarnish, like, you know, I, I'd feel comfortable with other pe- you know, people in our community or whatever, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, when people take over things, it kind of ruins sometimes what was there before. So that's just my opinion. But, yeah, we're burning this sucker to the ground, man. There's nothing left. <laughs> Lighting on fire. Throwing Bob's going to hit the big red button, man. Throwing all the... Codes. <laughs> I'm taking all my equipment from underneath my computer and throwing it outside, dumping gasoline on it and torching it. But, uh, and then... Uh, Here's the torch light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the other one? What was a good, good Crackdown question? Oh, how do you feel about Crackdown being shown so long ago and now finally being released on the Scorpio? And he he mentioned you, but I I kind of already answered to it because like personally I'm not happy. I'm I'm really tired of games being shown or announced when they're just not ready. I mean it's it's annoying. Yeah, it's but Crackdown that is that's annoying. You know for that you know not yeah. and it'll probably be a launch game for Scorpio, but of course it'll be playable on the Xbox One because all games. Yeah, it's <laughs> he's trying to bait us. I know. I know what he's doing. <laughs> he's. He was trying to get us with the whole BS on the PlayStation stuff he was throwing up there earlier. Um, that's just Jesus. That's my buddy. Um, but uh, no, I yeah, I wish I'm. A, I hate that it's been delayed. I mean, yeah. it's been too long. This this game, I want this game out. Now they're saying, oh, holiday 2017. It's like okay, yeah, it's three years. I think you originally said last year, and then you said it was this year, and now. So I really, when they talk about it, it's like whatever. I really. Um. I don't even care. It's like my whole excitement for it's gone. Yeah. Now, will I be buying it? Absolutely. I'll buy it if it ever ships. Um, but it's not going to be a Scorpio only title, but yes, I would expect that it will take advantage of the processing and hardware power of the Scorpio. So, you know, but, yeah, they'll uh, probably scale it. They'll probably scale it down for, you know, the Xbox one and take full power of the, the other one. But it, just games in general, and, and he had a comment as the most disappointing generation with delays and expectations, and that's true. And I think that's on both sides of the fence. Um, you know, you go and, and oh, you got yeah, it's, Crackdown, it's, and then it's like, what, 10, you know, we just got, so, okay, I got something. Last Guardian? <laughs> you know, we just got Last Guardian, it's been 10 years. We just got Final Fantasy, which has been 10 years. 
Did you see the latest news on that? I tell you what, everybody who bought uh, Final Fantasy should file a class lock, cl- uh, class action lawsuit. Because they're like, we are going to bring out cut scenes and explain uh, some more detailed story modes about the characters, and we're going to put them in the game. You know, that aren't there. They're not in the game right now. Like, they're not missing because it wasn't basically finished. And they're going to put them in the game over the next year. And I'm just like, are you are you kidding me, right? And I just heard this on another podcast. It's like, how do you... And you didn't tell people that when they bought the game originally. It's just, it's just crazy. And, you know, things like Final Fantasy VII Remake, but announced, what, two years ago now? Still not out? Still nothing? Last of Us 2 was just announced, and they even said that it's just beginning, and they're thinking that's 2019. Three years from now, and they announced it now. That's just yeah, it's that's stupid. But that's the way the press conferences were too. I mean, I liked Microsoft the last couple of years. They said we're gonna, you know, everything we're talking about is gonna be out this year. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, well now it'll be the next eighteen months. Now yeah. this last one, they've got stuff that's stretched out beyond that eighteen month, and I don't like. Um, and then Sony did it even more. They got stuff that, you know, they were announcing in twenty sixteen e three. Excuse me, that they're not expecting to twenty nineteen. I'm like, come on. Yeah, three years is way too early to announce a game. I don't care who you are. Yeah, you know all the companies are guilty of it, yep. and it's ridiculous. Just tell me what I'm going to be able to play in the next eighteen months. I- I'm fine with you know, or it should be eighteen's uh, okay. I can do that. Tell me what's going to be out between now and you know next E3, and really that's what it should be. What what are you going to be able to play in the next year before the next E3? You know, right. that that's really all it should be. What are you going to play in the next year? And I understand stuff's going to get delayed, but if, if, if you are within that year window, then you should have an idea how, you know, if you're going to slip or not, you know, as you're getting down to the last year, you should be pretty able to maintain your schedule and, um, I, and not, not slip by a year or two. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't mind, I don't mind if you're like, Hey, this is coming out in fall. And it gets and and it delays because delays happen. I'd rather have a finished game than a, and then a broken one, just like anybody else. So if you're in the fall and you push into spring, that's one thing. If you come in and announce a game and never even give a date, that's another. You right. know, and then it's just up to speculation. Like, oh well, you know, like Kojima's game, 2020, 2021, playing on it. You yeah, what, what's the point? I mean, what is the point of even talking about it? There is no point. No. And if someone's buying a PS4 today to play a game that comes out in five years, you're just a moron. Mm-hmm. If you're buying an Xbox One today to play something that's going to come out in five years, you're a moron. Right. Period. You know, that, that, that console is going to cost 50 bucks by the time the game comes out. Oh, yeah. I waste your money if that's the only game you want. And you it's going to be other consoles by then. <laughs> it's good, yeah, Steph. I mean, you're yeah, gonna be on Scorpio, even... and you're gonna be on PlayStation Five by then. So I mean, yeah, and then everything will get delayed because they're gonna have to do. Oh, well, we're gonna put it on a new console, and you know, it's just you know, it's it's all stupid. So you know, I, I wish E3 that they, I wish they wouldn't do that. I really do. Yeah. But they, you know, they got to play the game, and they're trying to up each other, and you know, uh, Sony's like, oh, look at all these great things, and but they don't tell you, and people get all excited, and then it's like, okay, wait a minute. Was there a release date given? And we did that list. Yeah. And I listed out every one of them on both sides, and we compared the numbers. Here's how many they had, and here's how many they had. 
and it was it was crazy. And I'm only and I'm not digging on Sony, but Sony had like six games they announced that were coming out within the next year, and they had like 15 that had no release dates at all. Yeah, you know, and Microsoft had some, but it was not near like that. It was much smaller, but they even did. They had some that were like, "There's no release date. We have no idea when it's coming out." Right. Um. You know, where is Crackdown? Where is Scalebound? Where is Sea of Thieves? Where's Cuphead for crying out loud? Yeah, yeah. Cuphead's in the same category as Crackdown. It was announced like two years ago, and we still don't have it. Yep. Um. There was another one that I think Rob Wild, you Wildlands. Wildlands. Was it? Well, that one hasn't really been delayed that much. That's coming out in what March? So well, okay, it's coming out this this spring. It's coming out this spring. I think it's got a March release date. Um, and that one hasn't really. I don't think that one's been through much of a delay. But, um, was it below Rob? Is that the one? It was yes. Like an indie oh game? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Where's that one? I yeah. mean, those yeah, that five was... Xbox games that were announced ye- several years ago and. Yeah, below was announced on the reveal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, where is it? I knew there was five or six on E3 that they talked about. It was either this E3 or... Because I can kind of compare the last two E3s, you know, with both with both things. And, and yeah, Microsoft had, you know, five or six. I think Sony had around 12 or something like that. But, you know... and, and, Fable, and Fable Legends. Beta was out. Oh, yeah. Canceled. Beta's gone. Yeah. They're just going to quit. Well, at least like, it was canceled. What? You're in beta form. I'm like, you've got the game. You could probably release this and then just say we're going to shutter it. Yeah. You know, and they just said, no, we're done. Yeah. Like, below, below is not canceled. No, below is not canceled. They no, just Fable, Fable Legends. Fable Legends. Yeah. Below, they uh, basically told Below just take however much time you want because they've already put enough into it that they want it. So, but uh, yeah. That's right. a good question. <laughs> we need to get going. We're yep. going to hit our time limit. All right. We still got a voicemail to get to. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, community. Let me run this down real quick. Everything is this xboxlife.com slash Twitter slash Facebook. <laughs> uh, you can go to contact at this xboxlife.com if you want to send us an email. Or you can go to our website and click on contact and then fill out the form. And we have... Uh, we had one of those. Um, but uh, we have a, a voicemail, and to do that, you go to thisxboxlife.com, click on voicemail, follow the prompts, and it sounds something like this right here by Mr. Gunny Chief. Hello, TXL. This is Henley, Gamertag, Gunny Chief. What's going on, guys? Uh, 2016 has been a great year for gaming, uh, especially with Battlefield 1. That game is phenomenal. Uh, still playing that, loving that. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, I need to start that one. Gears of War 4, Titanfall 2. So many great games out there. Anyway, I want to know what your favorite Xbox Xbox exclusive series is, and or game. Uh, it could be Halo, Crackdown, Dead Rising. Uh, I know we still have Dead Rising 4 coming out here in the next couple days. Can't wait for that. Um, but uh, yeah, Forza Horizon 2 would probably be my favorite Xbox game. Uh, that game is phenomenal. Probably one of the best racers I've played. Um, and maybe that'll change to Forza Horizon 3 shortly. I just need to get into that game a little more. So anyway, guys, have a great one, and happy holidays. All right. So favorite Xbox exclusive 
But you can't count Dead Rising. Yeah, because Dead Rising Four is coming to PlayStation like in a year. Yeah. So I know what my Dead answer Rising is. Three was exclusive, but <laughs> DR Four is not. Yeah. What's yeah. yours, Bron? Uh, mine's got to be any is Halo. Um, you know, I was kind of torn between Halo and Gears, but then you know I heard him t- mention Forza, and I'm like, man, Forza has a lot of good games too. But I'm sticking with Halo. Yeah, they launched the you know. They put Xbox on the map, so. But yep, Halo. About you, Rob. Man, I. <laughs> the whole exclusive thing just throws uh, a monkey wrench into things. <laughs> um, he wants to say Tomb Raider, doesn't he? <laughs> I want to say Dishonored. Dishonored. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you're not saying Forza Horizon <laughs> series. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. I, it's yeah. It's either got to be that or maybe Halo Wars. Ah, Halo Wars. Halo Wars. Uh, you know, I'll have to go with Forza Horizon. Yeah, as much as I love Forza Horizon, um, I think I would have to go with Gears of War. Yeah, it's my favorite exclusive. So it's, it's funny. It's like we all three said something different, but yet I could pick good. all three. <laughs> all, yeah, they're all good. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 good. That's a good thing. D, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I put one more. It wasn't really a question, but it was more of a Facebook message. So, Rob, do you want to do that one real quick? Sure. So this is from Brett. During the Game Award podcast, you guys were caught off guard by Overcooked being on the top co-op multiplayer games. I was just playing with my sister, extremely casual gamer, when she was young but nothing now, and we're laughing and having a blast. If you're looking for a couch co-op game that's easy to pick up and have fun with family, I would really check this game out. It's not exactly easy to get three stars in each level, but it's great family fun, and it's less than $20. Well, there's a couch co-op game, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. I I looked at this. I looked at this in the store, and I'm like, yeah. I don't get this. This does not look fun. <laughs> I've actually heard multiple things about it. So, and a lot of people talking about how fun it is. You know, That's all I've heard is good stuff about it, but I don't get it. It's like I guess you got to play it, but I don't want to put the money down. Yeah, it's. I'm finding like lately a bunch of these smaller studio titles that you look at the trailer or you look at the pictures, it doesn't look like anything interesting, doesn't look spectacular or anything like that, but the gameplay is fun, like Kingdom New Lands. I love that game. Yet, you look at uh, you know the trailer and you're like, I have no idea what this thing is. It looks like garbage. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to take another look at this one now. See if I can see the appeal. I'm sure it's there. Alright. Uh, okay. That's it, so once you fly through uh, what's coming out this week, and then we'll... Before uh, we do, we should remind everybody about the oh. contest. Oh, yeah. So, for the giveaway, we're giving away an Xbox Elite controller. Um, if you f- uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, thisxboxlife.com slash Twitter, or twitter.com slash thisxboxlife. Um, it is pinned on the top and it is a Gleam giveaway. There's multiple ways to enter, and you have until the 25th, the end of the day on the 25th. I'll so. bump it in the Facebook right now as well. Yep. 
All right. There it is. Bump. Bump. All right. Hit releases. Skip games with Google. We'll do it next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, releases for this coming week. The Little Acre. Is that right or is that Ace? It's Acre. Acre. Okay. Right. The Little Acre. We have Stardew Valley on the 14th. Don Bradman Cricket 17 on the 15th. Bridge Constructor Stunts on the 16th, and also on the 16th, Steel Rain X. For Xbox 360, apparently there's nothing. Nope. For Games with Gold, uh, there's going to be a shift on Friday. Murdered uh, Soul Suspect is out of here, and it's being replaced by Outlast. Yes, Outlast. I was confused because of uh, Xbox 360 title has Outland. I was like, did we get that already? Okay, but yeah, Outlast uh, is coming in on the 16th. For the 360, we have Outland leaving the scene, and it's being replaced by Burnout Paradise. I'm sure a lot of us already have Burnout Paradise, because it just became backwards compatible. If you had it, if you had it before, you got it already. And then uh, through the entire month of December, we have Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition available on Xbox One side. And then with the holidays coming on up, if you're making any purchases on Amazon, please make sure to use our affiliate link. That way you can uh, give your loved ones some great gifts and support your favorite podcast. It doesn't cost you anything extra to use our affiliate link, but it does help the show out. We get a teeny tiny little finder's fee for sending you Amazon's way. So please make sure to use that each and every time that you do your purchasing on Amazon. And uh, then that way uh, you can do two great things. Help yourself out and the show. And also if you're on iTunes, find this Xbox Life on there and give us a five-star rating. Write a little review if you could. The more five-star ratings that we get, the higher up in the rankings we'll be and we'll be a featured podcast more and more people find out about the show so that's another way that you can help support the show and uh anything else you guys want to add before we uh close out uh game of the year show next week so yes and then we're off for a week but that's all i have and we're off for the rest of the year Yep. Yeah. Yes. We're off for the rest of the year. Yes. Technically, yes. <laughs> and then we'll be back on January 1st. Yeah, on the 1st. So, yep. So, no, I'm good. That's it. So thank you, everybody, for stopping out. We appreciate it. And I'll uh, see you next week. So I'm Brian BJSwick33. I'm Rob, also known as Star. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mark AK Wingman 709, taking off. <laughs>